0: Hey there, welcome to the Pine Island Experience podcast. I'm Joanna Anderson with my husband, Trig Each of our episodes will be conversations with fellow Pine Islanders.
1: The goal of our podcast is to share with you our experiences, what we have found to be fun, and what makes the Pine Island Experience so unique.
2: dream living my dream I own a bait shop and uh chartering you know doing full-time charters there's nothing that makes me more happy than you know sharing that that passion and taking people out and you know the the light that it brings to people's face when they catch their their first saltwater fish or their biggest saltwater fish or the light it even brings up watching their kids you know because they're not they may not be well-rounded in the sport but uh, they know that they're coming to Florida and, you know, we're the fishing capital of the world. So they know that coming down here, they have a real good chance of uh, getting their their kids on fish. And that's all their their kids really want to do. So getting them out there on the water and, uh, you know, getting them on multiple fish and just seeing the excitement of those kids just light up, catching fish after fish. It's It's definitely an honor being able to do that.
0: That was Charter Captain Michael co-owner with his wife, Brittany, of Hooked Up Bait Company and Art Gallery in Matt Lachey. They are Pine Island locals and entrepreneurs who also own Hooked Up Home Solutions and Hooked Up Fishing Charters. They are determined to create a shop that locals and tourists will visit often and join them in their journey as they grow. And now, here are Michael, Brittany, and Kelly. Welcome, Michael, Brittany, and Kelly. We're so happy you're here. I saw a quote you had in one uh, one of your posts where you said that you're so proud to be or you're honored to be part of the Mantleshey rebuild, yeah. And, and we're we're happy you're you're in that. And that picture was adorable, uh, you know, the rebuild. But we're honored that you're here, you Absolutely. know, with us. So thank you very much.
2: Thank you, thank you. We're um, like you said, we're just we feel we feel honored to be a, a part of this island. Um, Matt has always been a special place for me and for her. Um, even before we knew each other, it was always a special place for me and, uh, even for her and most people that I talk to, you know, it's just driving over that bridge and going through Matt Lachey with the, uh, the colorful, uh, buildings and just the, the art and everything about it. it's always been kind of a special place when you drive through it and it, it warms your heart and, makes you feel this this welcoming feeling and we've always had that feeling coming onto the island
0: well how about if we start in the beginning can we talk about where you where you all grew up I I assume it was around here or um and then um, about your family and just start in the beginning where you
2: went to school so I grew up in Lee County. I was born in Fort Myers um and and then uh shortly after birth I grew up in a small town Lehigh. Um it's inland, pretty far inland and inside next to uh, Fort Myers. Uh grew up out there and then kind of moved my way up towards Buckingham area, um Orange River and then slowly made my my venture closer and closer to um closer to Mount Lachey. Um, There was a couple years. There was one year that I actually moved out to Mount Lachey um, and lived there for a short term. And then many years went by. And and three years ago, we came back out here and lived here. But um, I grew up in Lehigh um, as I got older and um, moved, like I said, into the Buckingham area. I lived short term in Alva and then East Fort Myers. Uh, I also went to... Alva Middle School um, in Lehigh. When I grew up, I went to Sunshine Elementary and then finished out Riverdale at Riverdale High School. Oh, um, my family has been here, moved down here. My dad is originally from um, Fort Lauderdale. Um, he grew up down there. My mom grew up in Indiana. Uh, they came down. My mom came down here, met my dad, and. That's where I came so <laughs> I came into play they had a honeymoon and Aww. um they they met each other and they just they they knew they loved each other and Aww. they got they got married and had a honeymoon and after after the honeymoon I came
0: <laughs> so. that's adorable. How about you Brittany how where did you
3: begin your life? um I was born in Fort Lauderdale so we're uh, on the other coast um, and moved to Fort Myers when I was like 5 or 6 I don't remember. Mm-hmm. So grew up in Fort Myers and um, I also went to Riverdale for high school. I've I did my undergrad at FGCU. Mm-hmm. So we've been I've been in Fort Myers basically as long as I can remember. And same thing we moved to Matlachee a couple years ago together and haven't wanted to leave the island. We've lived in Bocaie a little bit but um is where we're at now and we love it. So oh. Of course. And did you meet in high school? Were you a high school sweetheart?
0: Nope.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's a little older than me, oh, so I didn't know <laughs> he was there before me. Well, let's and then- not
2: talk about how much older. I am. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> nope. So oh, we met school. a couple of years ago and haven't left each other's side since. So
0: <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're on the island. Yeah. So it wasn't hard funny. to find. Living in my, you knew about Pine Island, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. My uh, my father used to bring me out, um, you know, living in Lehigh. It was an adventure, you know, it took an hour to get out here, but I grew up fishing Mount Lachey, um, before it was, you know, so I've known from the early 90s when I was a young age, I knew what Mount Lachey water, waters were, were like, and uh, we fished out of D&D right there, um, in Mount Lachey, also Pine Island. Um, Mm -hmm. many years, I remember for years growing up that I would, uh, you know, go offshore, uh, and my dad and his best friend's boat, we would, we would go out of Pineland Marina. Um, I was, I've been going out of there and fishing out of that Marina since, um, I believe, I don't know if it was Andrew or it was a hurricane after Andrew. Uh, one of the hurricanes around that in the mid nineties, that actually took the whole Pine Island. I don't know if you guys have been here that long or remember, um, the Pine Island Marina itself, the whole building was taken from a hurricane. So we remember as far back as when the, uh, the prices have changed, you know, it used to be like $8 to, to, um, put in the boat ramp there. And, then, when they had to rebuild, it went up to $20. And oh. we just, you know, I remember as far back as that. So,
0: right.
2: we've always fished in this area, uh, Pine Island, and uh, even Sandoval areas as well. But we spent a lot of time in Matlashay fishing growing up. So, you were fishing as a little boy, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been fishing since, since this, uh, probably since I could pick up a pole. Uh, my dad is, uh, his, family heritage is uh we're norwegian so you know we are um sailors you know the water is where we feel feel most alive Um, my dad's always had a passion for fishing and he's a little bit older um i was the last I, i have a lot of older brothers and sisters and half brothers and sisters so i was kind of the last late late son So he had uh, already raised his own own brothers and sisters. And then also after raising, because we had a military background, uh, my grandparents were really heavy in the military and, uh, you know, they weren't home much. So my dad would being the oldest of his brothers and sisters. He raised his brothers and sisters, Um, them, him being the oldest sibling, he kind of, you know had to raise his own siblings and then as he got older having you know a couple he had had a brother and a sister um from his first marriage and then going on from there um you know my mom had my mom had two previous two so we had a full house when i was growing up and me being the youngest the baby you know, yeah my dad was <laughs> My dad was pretty tired, you know, by the time he had me, he was getting older and working his whole life and, you know, raising, raising kids his whole life, pretty much. Um, The one thing that he was into was fishing. So that's been a huge passion for me.
0: So it's, well, it's no surprise what you're doing today.
2: Yep, absolutely. Doing my dream, living my dream. I own a bait shop and uh, chartering, you know, doing full-time charters. There's nothing that makes me more happy than, you know, sharing that, that passion and, Taking people out and you know the the light that it brings to people's face when they catch their their first saltwater fish or their biggest mm-hmm. saltwater fish or the light it even brings up watching their kids you know because they're not they may not be well rounded in the sport but uh, they know that they're coming to Florida and you know we're the fishing capital of the world so they know that coming down here they have a real good chance of uh, getting their their kids on fish and that's all they're their kids really want to do so getting them out there on the water and uh you know getting them on multiple fish and just seeing the excitement of those kids just light up catching fish after fish it's it's definitely an honor being able to do that
0: is it has luke been out with you or? oh yeah okay. yeah.
2: luke loves it uh he's a little <laughs> bit spread out he's got more energy than any kid <laughs> that i know i don't i don't understand uh you know you see kids and you you see that they've got energy, but he is like energizer bunny with uh, he's the lithium energizer <laughs> bunny. Uh, he's just got more energy than I can ever imagine. Um, so he is very all over the place. He can't, he's you know, fishing's one of those things that are uh you have to have patience. Um, fishermen, like I said, we were just talking a few minutes ago about sailing. I think you have to be some of the most patient people to be a sailor, but fishing, it's about the same thing. You got to be patient. Yeah. Um, fishing sometimes it's, it's not always, uh, a very high paced sport and, uh, you have to be patient kind of wait for the fish to come to you. So his patience is very, uh, very short for that. Um, if we're not catching, if he hasn't thrown it out there and in about a milliliter of a second, he hasn't got a fish on the line by then he's already on to something else. So, <laughs> trying to climb over the seats or climb on a ladder (laughs) or jump on the, jump on the cooler or getting a drink or a bird flying, watching the birds fly. I mean, it's just one thing. Before he's willing to drive drive the boat. boat. yeah, Exactly. Drive the boat. (laughs) Wow. So he's got from one thing to another. So, so he's, uh, he enjoys
3: it, but he, we have to wait till he gets a little more patience. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: So if we move over to, um, some of the businesses that you operate, uh, I guess the first logical question is they all start with hooked up. So the derivation of,
2: um, hooked up. Yep. That's the fisherman in me. I think that every way, every way, if I'm, uh, so, uh, bringing that up, I mean, we, uh, we own a construction company, uh, we own the bait shop. That's also an art gallery, um, And then the charter business. It all started with the charter business. Our charter business is called Hooked Up Fishing Charters. Um, So that was our very initial business that we started with that. Um, I've been in the construction industry. I grew up uh, right out of high school doing construction. So I have a lot of construction history and uh, background um, before I got into chartering. Um, So after the hurricane, the charter business was so... um, it was affected by the hurricane so bad that we couldn't survive. I was doing it full time and the income, you know, all of the charters got canceled because there wasn't places for people to stay. Um, there wasn't, um, the people that did come down my, my regulars every year, uh, what we call the snowbirds that come down in the winter time, uh, for the, for the six months of winter, That fish with me every year, their homes were destroyed. Their homes were, you know, they're not able to come home and under construction. And, you know, it's not the choice that they wouldn't have. If they could find a place to stay while their houses were in construction, they would. But the people, you know, the locals that were misplaced from their homes were in the vacation rentals and other uh, available vacant places that were for rent or the only available places that were there um, were taken up by the local people that live here year-round. So, um, you know, that really affected our business and opened up the opportunity for us to really help rebuild the island. So we started the construction company, um, and then the construction allowed, because obviously we were so busy and had so much work, it allowed us to pursue the uh, dream of mine of always owning a bait shop. So then we did that because we knew long-term, eventually uh, the construction it's going to slow down. Um, it's going to get to a point where, you know, uh, Pine Island's not a developing place. Uh, we're being that we're, you know, kind of un- unincorporated and, uh, try to, to slow down the the population from getting too out of control unlike Cape Coral surrounding from us and Fort Myers, you know, there's not a lot of new uh, building out here. So once everybody gets their homes fixed because, In any hurricane, as we know, contractors come flocking from all over the place to get the work. And eventually everybody's going to be fixed and we're going to be back to normal and the construction's going to slow down. So we know that for that business, we're going to, you know, we're going to eventually run out of work and we're not going to have any more work because we choose the only work on the island. Um, When we went into uh, going to construction, we uh, made kind of what I say is a bow to ourselves and our business that um, we will only serve uh, Pine Island and Mount Lachey. Uh, we did not take work anywhere outside of it because this is our home. So.
0: Well, we thought we'd talk about the three businesses. First of all, before you came, we are like, when do you sleep? <laughs> and, you know, you have so many businesses and they're doing well. I, I have all your, I printed off a lot of your reviews. They're phenomenal. When you talk about construction, the reviews were so impressive on that because you turned it around right away where that's just the opposite of what we're hearing from our friends when, when they're getting any, they're they're trying to get things done,
2: but you know what you're doing. Yeah. As far as the reviews on that, I mean, we, we didn't focus as much. If you do research on our um, charter business, that was something that we focused on really big Um, with the charter business. uh, The first year within actually, I think it was, if I'm not, Mistaken, right at like 365 days, right at the one-year mark, uh, Better Business Bureau actually uh, contacted us and asked to, uh, to to be put on the Better Business Bureau, you know, which is impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so by within a year and a half, I believe six months after we were recognized by Better Business Bureau, uh, I believe we had like 85 five-star reviews and no um, no bad reviews. Uh, we've had no problems with any of our customers. So we built a reputable charter business. So, um, with the, with the construction, just cause we know it's not long term. Mm-hmm. Um, I got out of construction for a reason. I just, you know, construction world, is just not, not something that I want to do. I've been in it, you know, for 20 years and I just, you know, almost 20 years now. And, um, it's just not something that I want to do even as a business owner. It's just um, not something that we want to pursue. So we know it's not long-term. So we haven't focused on really doing uh, the presentation on Google for it because we know Google's the biggest search engine. So if we build a presentation on Google, then everybody can access us. And then we're going to start getting calls you right. know, from Cape Coral, for Myers, and surrounding areas when we want to focus our business strictly on an island. And we know the island's small, so here... Hearsay and word of mouth is really how we run our business. So we have a small, uh, you know, social media just because the you know social media is such a big thing nowadays. Uh, that's where a lot of people use for instead of uh, just Google because we don't have the Yellow Pages anymore. There's there's no such thing as a phone book anymore. You know, um, so with being said, you know, the island we just kind of work with word of mouth. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, the, and when I was saying reviews, I was thinking of the home, um, the hooked up with the home, the oh, home yeah. you know, with, and the landscaping and yeah, the soffits Yeah, That's, Those are the reviews yeah, that I was and the focused reviews, on. Those
2: reviews that you're seeing on social media. Yeah, we, we yeah. participate in the social media part. But if we had chose on Google, you know, our, our presentation would be even yeah. stronger than what you see now um, just because we take pride in what we do. You know, we want to make sure that we serve the customers. Um, I couldn't tell you from... Um, I believe in, uh, middle of October, I believe is when we actually started construction. There was some time there because, um, you know, with me being a charter captain, uh, for the first 10 days, I spent day in, day out from, uh, you know, the time that I opened my eyes, which was, you know, early in the morning before the sun came up until I got home, which was, you know, a lot of the time around midnight or later, um for those first eight day, ten days after the storm I spent on the water transporting people and getting people off the island and back on the island um also helping officials yeah. uh, because the officials didn't have the capability um they don't have um they didn't have boats readily available to be able to get on the island and help people so you know a lot of the captains local side by side even me and you know other captains that are in the area we spent those first days, really just transporting and helping people. And we weren't making money from doing that. So eventually after almost two weeks of doing that, um, I there was two weeks of that. And then we gave it some time to see, you know, hey, the phone may start to ring. Uh, we might be able to still save this business for the fact that Sanibel still needs uh, transportation, you know, they need people. People may still call us to look for transportation and pay us to mm-hmm. transport them back and forth to the island. And we gave it a few weeks and nothing. The phones were just dead. Mm-hmm. So we were like, we can't survive like this. So by the time we made the decision about a month and a half after the storm to start construction, that's when we started.
0: We have to talk about the Brandy London one where I, I couldn't believe it, where she lost the plug in their boat. And you went out, you saved
2: them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was that—that's yeah, incredible. To, yeah, there's even more to that story. Um, <laughs> those are actually a really unique customer, uh, customers of ours that I took fishing. Um, that I mean, we could go into depth with that. Um, the, her husband actually served for the military, um, and he he suffers from uh, PTSD, real bad, um, and has had some bad episodes and stuff and and that fishing trip really uh touched him and her. Uh I took them fishing and we just we had a great day. It was a mm-hmm. phenomenal day. We caught all kinds of fish and I always remembered them and they ended up actually after fishing with us, they um they moved down here. They decided to move down here. They live up uh where is it that they were from? Michigan. Yeah they lived up in Michigan and uh they ended up deciding to move down here, which, you know, they had lived, she had lived in Florida, um, before she grew up in Florida, but she met him up in Michigan and they had their family up in Michigan and decided to move down here. So, um, uh, yeah, they called us in our, in a panic and we're like, you know, we, we live close to the bait shop and we have a, we had an incident come up, our boat's sinking and we don't have any plugs and we're like, all right, we'll be right there. So we, shut down the shop and uh, we grabbed a couple of plugs that we actually uh we we provide in the store because that's one of the most important things for a boat. <laughs> as you know, if you don't have a plug you're sinking. So yeah. and they were bailing
0: as fast as they you oh, know yeah, they could they
2: were they 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 were just in panic, man. When I showed up they were just they didn't They didn't really know what to do. They were all wet. They were in a canal there. They had a gator. They had a couple people. It was like a family ordeal. They had one one person up on the uh, seawall that they were just throwing rocks and trying to keep the alligator because the alligator was curious. They had a problem with an alligator coming around. Somebody nearby had been feeding (laughs) them. And uh, here it is getting dark, actually, when they called me. It was getting dark when they really started to panic and they're like this gators, oh. you know, we're trying to shoot this gator off the boat's sinking. We just don't know what to do. So I hurried up and, you know, grabbed the plug and I grabbed some pumps because of being in, you know, the bait business, I have pumps and just being around boats. And I just know, um, you know, I've, I've had incidents where boats have almost sank to living on the water all the time and having rain batteries die and pumps don't work. So I always have you know, a, a pump out system heady, uh, readily available. So I grabbed those and we hurried up, got over there and put some pumps in there and got the boat, got the boat to uh, not sink and ruin the boat that they just bought first time putting in the water.
0: Oh my, what a story. <laughs> yeah, I didn't they, read all that. That's
2: yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's a, there's <laughs> a, lot, a lot, lot to the story. They just bought the boat. It was their first boat that they bought here. Um, They went to put it in. They got excited (laughs) and they ended up putting it in where there wasn't a ramp. And when they put it in, they think that they uh, scraped the plug and the plug popped out of the boat and they had no clue until they got to their dock and got it tied up that it started sinking because they got off the boat and, then all of a sudden they noticed that there was a bunch of water in the boat. A little while after, so. Oh my
0: goodness!
1: Yes. Did you have to jump in with the gator to get yeah. the plug in? I Fight almost did,
2: man. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did just because you know, and I was giving him a hard time. It's kind of it was it was rather amusing when I got there because I was like, listen, that gator's more scared of you than you are him. But really, I don't think he was because he was standing off and just kind of really the gator didn't seem like he was too. uh, too afraid of anything, you know, mm-hmm. so somebody, you know, had obviously been feeding him and got him comfortable yeah. with human interaction, but which can be dangerous. That yeah. is dangerous. So, but me, I've grown up in Florida. I don't, you know, I've, I've jumped off of boats with, you know, with gators in the water and it's just, you know, it's not something that I'm afraid of. So they usually I almost, do
0: swim away from you though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Usually they're more afraid if yeah. they're wild, then that's why, you know, that could be a topic to, really touch on that you really that's why you don't feed wildlife you know there's laws and rules in place for that that you know you don't feed them because gators aren't the smartest creatures in the world Uh, but they're smart enough to know if they get a free meal they're gonna stick around and then they're gonna get comfortable with human interaction because the human's feeding them yeah so
0: well let's talk about Something more pleasant than gators, because yeah, in their (laughs) eyes. And sinking boats. And sinking boats, but you saved the day, so (laughs) congratulations, that's fantastic.
2: Absolutely.
0: But the, the hooked up bait company and art gallery, now you have to tell us how you came up with that combination, and I know it's been growing with all sorts of things since you opened, and you've only been open a short time. Can you tell us about that? So, we opened
3: up uh, July of this year, mm-hmm. and when we opened up the bait shop, we added the art to really kind of, if you're coming husband and wife together, the wife's got something to look at while the husband goes <laughs> and <laughs> spends all his money in the back on the fishing gear. It's That's where the register is. And, right? and, yep, <laughs> yes, it is. So um your wife actually wants to go fishing with you because yes. she's like, hey, I want to go check out what they have. Yes, We're always adding new stuff. It seems like almost daily now we're adding new inventory mm-hmm. to the shop. We hope when another building comes available right there, we can also expand and offer even more items, so... Well, you guys um, talk about energizing. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> yeah oh right? Oh, my God. I know we always say, where does our son get it? But, yeah, <laughs> well, we don't also, sleep we, either. <laughs> we also
2: didn't want to take away from what Matt Lachey is. Exactly. We know what Matt Lachey is. Matt Lachey is, is art. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is art. I mean, yeah. you've got Leoma Love Grove, You've got the old, um, what was it, child, uh, Wild, 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 Wild Child. Yeah. You got the Matt Lachey Menagerie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's what Shea was. It's like almost like a mini Key West. It was uh, all the art galleries and the people that just get blown away that travel travel here all over the world to come see the unique colorful art that we have Mm -hmm. there. So we didn't want to take that away from that as well. Um, So we just figured... Putting, um, putting that combination together. There's only one other shop that I know of living here. Uh, we, we travel quite a bit and I've been a lot of places. And um, at least to my knowledge, there's only one, uh, maybe two other shops that do something similar to that in Florida. So um, we took that idea and we're like, listen, we don't want to take away from you know the art galleries because the art galleries that were there uh, Liam Lovegrove, she moved. Um, she, she, she left, she's still there right now, but she's getting rid of the, you know, her hurricane sale and then she's going to be out of there. So, um, the other, uh, art galleries that are there were affected and they lost everything that they had and they were given a choice to stay, you know, only with, um, you know, with what they had and they, they weren't able to, to stay. So now they're no longer there. So, uh, seeing that there's no art galleries there left, we want to be a part of keeping that artsy Malaché alive. Um, Menagerie is still there. Um, Larry over there at Menagerie, um, they're doing their part on, you know, quickly. Mm -hmm. They, they, their building that they were in was damaged. Uh, And then they they acted fast to get back in business and open and they're they're back up and running. But other than them, we're the only other art gallery and the other buildings that are opening up in Mount Lachey now um, are not to do anything with art. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know a lot of people don't know. And, you know, if they have the information, just knowing because we are business owners there, there's a bakery coming in. Um, and then just recently, there was a Coastal Chair uh, company that came in. Yeah. Um, so they have lifetime plastic chairs, uh, outdoor chairs, which has nothing to do with art. Right. Um, and then, like I said, the bakery coming in, and then the you know the old pizza place that's a Mount place or the the barbecue place now. Um, that's the a restaurant. So the only other building that that is left there. Um, uh, there, there's just there's no galleries yeah so we want to be that that part of that you know because as a right <laughs> now with leon malovro leaving yeah. uh the only other art gallery is going to be the Mount Lachey menagerie
1: wow and then how are you able to acquire the current location or how did that come to be
2: so um we actually found it which you know even before the storm we have always kind of had a we've, we've talked about it um we were involved and we had a partnership with the owner of the Eagle's Nest here in Pine Island. Um, so that's, uh, he was a friend slash business partner of ours. Um, we used to rent pontoon boats with him and I was the captain to the pontoon boat. Um, we did eco tours, um, and we partnered with him and helped him kind of run the rental part of that with the, with the pontoon boats. Um, and then, you know, we got in a little bit with him um, when right at, shortly after the hurricane with the World Central Kitchen. I don't know if you guys were here right after the storm. Yeah, we but, uh, World Central Kitchen. We were the ones that actually signed the contract with World Central Kitchen to um, to serve to the community. Uh, I was, you know, me and Brittany were a big part of that. Um, We, you know, the, the owner of the restaurant came to us and, you know, he was at a point where if you guys, you know, remember or know, he had that building for almost two years remodeling and trying to get open. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was his first restaurant. So he was unaware and he's uh, Cuban. Um, He's been here in America for uh, some while now, but uh, so he has a, a little bit of a language barrier. So he has a hard time, you know, dealing with the county and permitting. And there was just a, certain issues and stuff that has uh, made that um, happen that way. So he kind of asked us as the business partners and, and slash friends, um, he kind of asked us to help him uh, try to get the restaurant going. And the opportunity just arose that World Central Kitchen approached me right after he asked Um, about that. And so we went with that. Um, And then uh, basically from, uh, from there, we just, you know, kept rolling with, man, we're going to continue on with more businesses here and uh, just kind of stick with the island. And I kind of made a vow to myself that, you know, and I've talked to Brittany about it and we've both kind of agreed after the hurricane, That uh, you know, if we had to move off the island, or we were forced off the island, or if there was any kind of circumstances that our family had to move off the island, that we're no longer gonna live in Lee County because we've been here our whole lives and this is where we want to be. So
0: yeah, well, we're glad you're here. That is, it's so cool. I didn't realize that about the art galleries.
2: Yes. Yep. There's there's a lot. There's a lot that a lot of people don't know that need that need to know. I mean, we're yeah. a local island. There's a lot of things that are going on in this island with businesses that that need to be announced. You know, Plus, um,
0: we have a lot of artists on the island. Absolutely. It, oh my and we're goodness.
2: A big. We're a big part of getting those artists and trying to mm-hmm. trying to pop that bubble for those artists. Um, if you go into our shop, uh, you're gonna see, and we can explain which you know with our time, um. With the time that we're limited with, with the construction business, um, it being our main wholesome right now, we're very seasonal. Um, we're uh, halfway on the point right now that we're, we started in July, which is the worst time of year uh, <laughs> yes. being seasonal. Yes. Uh, with the amount of locals typically on a normal year before the hurricane, uh, we could survive through the summer with the locals if we were known and we had been there, but we're a new business. There's still a lot of people that don't know, which, you know, it's partial our fault as well, because we have, excuse me, we haven't had uh, the opportunity to get our name on the front of the shop. So right now we have signs on the, you know, we have like um, signs in the window and we have art in the window which we felt like was, you know, kind of a, hey, this is a business now, but we haven't had our actual name or anything able to put on the building. We are on Google, so if people look us up, um, they do find us that way. And then also by social media, by us just posting and people that know, like our customers that we talk to with the construction, um, when we're doing construction with them and, you know, I talk and get personable with every single one of our customers. I mean, we feel like, uh, all of our customers become our Pine Island family, uh, because not only, you know, are we fixing their homes, they can call us for anything, um, if they call us, they need bow. you know, they, any, anything that they need, we, we can kind of direct them, you know, with me being here my whole life, I have a lot of resources and, you know, they, they grow to learn that we kind of become their one, one-stop shop and that's what we want to do.
0: Well, you have great posts on Facebook, which is huge, as you know, on the Island and also Instagram. So those are wonderful, you yeah. know, and you're, you're constantly showing your inventory and you're having sales. The wood furniture is lovely. The resin, you know, I mean, I love looking at your Facebook and your Instagram. I just
3: want to touch on the art gallery part too. Um, We do offer a place that artists here locally can bring in their art, put it on consignment, um, or we do wholesale also. But we try to, I mean, probably... 80% of the stuff in the art gallery side is all handmade items. So we're trying to stick to that handmade, locally made kind of um, feature of of our building, of our business. That way people understand that these are people just trying to survive out here. You know, they're trying to do their best. So we offer anyone can come in, talk to us bring their inventory in, we'll put it on consignment and just mm-hmm. kind of give them a place to house oh, their that's stuff. a great service you're doing so, for the
2: artists. Yeah. Which even before season comes, um, we, we've been at it long enough and working so hard at, um, you know, putting posts out and, and obviously reaching out to the community. We go to events and so we've gone to Mingo Mania where there's, you know, obviously a lot of the local artists and stuff. Uh, we would love to take everybody's stuff, <laughs> but we're... we're we're overgrowing. We're growing pretty fast. We're running out of space in the shop already. Mm -hmm. Um, If you've been in there from the time that we opened to now, you almost have to walk sideways. And it's one of (laughs) those, it's one of those, it it fits in with Matt Lachey though. If you've ever been into any of the shops in Matt Lachey, that's the way it is. And that's the way we're trying to keep it. You know, And a lot of people look at it and they think, oh, well, you can't even walk into the shop. Well, You know, we're limited to the space that we've got. We're running out of space and we want to take in more artists. Um, So we're looking at expanding and we're going to keep expanding and keep doing uh, what we can. Uh, We made a post on uh, the prospect on Pine Island Prospect, which is one of the biggest social media groups on Facebook. And uh, we, we recently asked, what does the community want? And they got a got 398 comments, I believe. So it was one of the bigger, um, bigger posts that really drawn attention because, you know, people are going to speak when you give them an option. When you give the community an option, especially a small knit, tight knit little community like this, when you give them an option on what they feel like they need, they're going to speak up. So we had a so we had a pretty good. You know, um, comments on those, and we had a pretty good drawback with that. And we found what the community wants, and we want to do it. I still want, I, I still would love to do it. Um, it, with the um, the accessibility of the buildings and uh, what we have here, with what is um, what is available, and when things come available, we're gonna do our best to continue to keep building businesses to make sure that everybody on Pine Island has what they need. So, we're going to continue to keep doing that with availability. Uh, there is availability even in Mount Lachey for us to grow. And we're going to be looking into that as well. So,
0: well, I had a question about I, I thought your, your uh, discounts were amazing, you know, and you said captain's discount, but then you said you had a hero's discount. That includes a lot.
3: Yep. We, yes. The heroes include nurses, teachers, firefighters, EMS, police. Veterans, of course, but we try to include all heroes that, in our eyes, they're heroes. Mike's mom was a para, so uh, teachers are close to our heart, and, you know, they're the ones educating our future, so we like to include them as well as nurses, doctors, not just your typical veterans and police. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: In most businesses, even with uh, what they get paid, uh, you know, there's always... um, controversy on that with what what um you know police officers and uh ambulance and uh, EMT and firefighters all of them they're underpaid yeah uh they're not paid enough for what um their their recognition is not even validated validated with what they do um you know if one of us were sitting here you know s- sitting at home in our living room and we go to have a heart attack or we got a health issue, that person is coming to your rescue to save your life, you know? Uh, police officers put their lives on the line to protect and serve the community, mm-hmm. just the same as a military. Somebody in a military uh, uniform is putting up their lives and risking their own life and leaving their family behind to serve for our freedom. Um, so that's that's huge with us. Um, even with police officers, like I said, Uh, like Brittany touched on with that is that teachers are a big part of our future. They're, they're teaching the future of our, our kids. And if they're not taught right and, you know, school allowing, uh, there's certain things that, you know, are just misleading and uh, things that are allowed, you know, there in school uh, with what they're taught, but the teachers, you know, they're, they're a big part of our future.
1: Yeah,
0: they really are. So
2: they're That's, so they're heroes to us.
0: Yeah. So. Well, thank you for recognizing the heroes. That's fabulous.
1: And with the charters, inshore, offshore, particular species, or
2: so. Currently, right now, um, and since the beginning of the business, we have been inshore. Uh, we do inshore. We fish strictly Pine Island Sound. Um, I do. I do kind of explore a little bit and small percentages of the year when the fish move, I do go, um, other places, but for the most part, um, man, I just, I have this loyalty in my heart to Pine Island. So I really stick to the, even the Pine Island sound. Um, I've really spent a lot of time, um, uh, a lot of times just day in, day out, uh hours and hours of just, uh, of fishing and figuring out how to fish in Pine Island Sound to where I don't have to go far from home. And then when people talk about their fishing adventures when they leave and they go back home, they know where we fished and they're going to talk about Pine Island Sound and how, um, how special our fisheries are and our, our, um, our waters here. Just, uh, we have something special here that a lot of other places in Florida they just, they're, they're losing, you know, we lost a lot in that Lachey and fortunately just on the other side of the Island, we're gaining, we're, we're staying strong. And, uh, the water quality is, you know, just, it's a lot better. And, um, our seagrass and everything, uh, on the other side of the Pine Island Sound is is staying healthy and strong. I mean, we're losing a little bit of it, but it's for the most part, staying strong, and I, I just keep that loyalty. So we are strictly in the inshore right now. We want to expand our offshore fishing is phenomenal here. Um, I have uh, I have the availability for you know numbers and I do fish personally uh, whenever I do get time and I do make time for myself, believe it or not, um, I do make time for myself to go offshore and our offshore fisheries are amazing. So I wanna spread those memories and share those memories with people too, but it's also financial allowing and, and time. Uh, with time, uh, as these businesses grow, and we get them to where you know we can get employees, and we can they they be kind of self-efficient and running by themselves, and we have employees to allow for me to have more time as a captain, and, and also financial, because we're just investing so much into um you know, growing more businesses and you know reinvesting our money back into uh, more business and growing as our you know as the businesses we have uh growing it's it it's it will grow and I'm hoping within the next year um also watching the economy with the gas prices are going to manipulate my my decision on Offshore, because Mm -hmm. here we do have to go far. Yes. Uh, We have to go a little bit further offshore now uh, to really get into quality fish. So uh, bigger boats, more motors, more gas, um, and still try to make it affordable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, that's one struggle with the offshore here is because I try to be reasonable. Um, People come into our shop all the time. They're like, oh, your prices are so fair. Oh, they're so cheap. It's like Walmart. You know, like we get these comments all the time and we're like, we we don't know how to take it. We're like, we want to be fair. We want to be fair priced. And we also want to be in business. But are we being too fair to, you know, too fair to the customers that we're kind of, you know, cutting ourselves short. So for me, it's just, it's really hard to try to tell somebody that it's going to be $3,500 to go for a fishing trip for a day, you know, and it's, it's not that, um, you know, people, um, can't afford it, but they, they can, but it's just trying to be, uh, fair, you know, fair with pricing on that and allowing we're, we're hopefully in the future we can get into it.
0: Well, we were told that fishing, um, really improved since Ian that Ian helped.
2: Oh yeah, the fishing. yeah, the fishing. Yeah, there was definitely um I mean shortly even after there was even um uh, you know a couple weeks I think it was probably a month before I was able to actually have um time to go fishing for myself um because of everything being so busy. Um I actually went out and I had a great day. The first day was surprising, not knowing what I was looking into, you know, Um, not fishing after the hurricane. And for the first time going out, I had a great day. Uh, We caught a lot of fish and uh, the fisheries seemed to be not too affected by it. Um, There's a lot of structure and things in the water. There was obviously a lot of pollution and stuff. We didn't have any major fish kills. Um, So, you know, fortunately, uh, it has stirred some things up, but the fishing is still phenomenal yeah. here and we need people to know that yeah. too. Um, uh, also because with the issues of like media with business, uh, you know, there's no exposure that businesses are open back in Mount Lachey and Pine Island. Uh, we need people to know that, 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 you know, the Island, uh, the businesses are open and you can travel here. Homes are opening up. Uh, there is availability for vacation homes. Uh, so people can start traveling back here and and uh, and still having vacation.
1: Yeah, you wonder, and although there's nothing that can be done in the short term, if that destruction east of the bridge is an unintended deterrent. Yes. Because I think as you get west of the bridge, then you start getting your place, Blue Dog. I, I don't want to miss anybody, but those two come to mind. And then, as you get in, then a lot of stuff in the center is back open. To your point, and on both ends of the island, but that initial impression, yeah, is, is got to be hurting small business and and tourism in general. And, and maybe this season will somewhat negate that. But I think you see those pilings sitting in the water, wow. uh, and it's. It's upsetting still to this
2: day. Absolutely. And it's funny that the media tends to always find themselves with their cameras on that side of the bridge. (laughs) Yeah, You know, like it's misleading and it's unfortunate. You know, I don't mean to bad talk anybody, but when the media does that, it really affects us, too. Um, You know, when you find them and you see them. Um, uh, in the media on the other side of the bridge with that camera on that side where there's nothing, there's not an open business. I don't even think there's uh, any homes, not one that are even vacant.
1: So now with the construction and uh, is it, prim- are you doing a little bit of everything or is I mean, obviously there's a lot of hurricane repair work, but I mean, is it all kinds of things or do you, all kinds of construction? I guess what I'm trying to ask her is there, specific parts of construction that you do do
2: yeah um so because as far as our our direct i work with a general contractor so okay. i i do um you know working with a general contractor it allows me and him to work together to certain things that were allowed um as far as my license myself mm-hmm. i'm licensed to do Uh, only certain work. And I, I keep that within the scope of work that we do. So as far as us uh, as a company with hooked up home solutions, we do, uh, and we also work with other companies that do uh, stuff that trusted companies that we trust to do work. Uh, We do gutters, soffit, fascia, siding, um, and basically exterior work like that. Okay. Uh, if you have interior work, we find people and we have people that can do that as well. Oh, cool. So when it comes to anything, pretty much with your homes, we try to make sure that we can get somebody for you that we trust and that we know is reputable and, uh, can take care of you.
0: So the best now the, how to contact you Now,
2: first of all, I have to ask,
0: 24 hours you're open seven days a week and and it's listed as 24 hours you're on the clock
2: yeah so we we're gonna have um basic uh business hours that are gonna be implemented right now with it not being in season we're 6 a.m to 4 p.m right now um also again with the employment and and our availability it's it's making it a little bit difficult, but I think as we come into season and people are going to start looking for work and even the retired folks that are coming here that can even come and help us out. Um, or as we get more exposure and locals get to know us and know that we're there and we can find employees to really fill in, uh, those spaces. We're going to have hours from 5.00 AM to 10 to even maybe 11 PM allowing, uh, during the week. And then the 24 hours, um, there is a lo- uh, any of our number, our number on Google, or there is a, a telephone number on the door that you can contact us anytime through the night, and we can provide you with uh, fishing gear, uh, bait, uh, any of the fishing gear. Basically, you know, you're going to come to the shop, so the art is available as well. So if we open up the shop, I mean, there's been times <laughs> at 11. 12 o'clock at night that somebody comes to get bait and then they see what all we have to offer. And they're like, Oh, my wife would like that. Let me sure. go ahead and get that, you know, as they walk yeah, yeah. through the gallery. Absolutely. So, you know, the availability is, and you know, if there's something that they see, we won't, we don't mind. Um, but as you guys know, we don't get much sleep as it is. So if we need to get up for 30 minutes and a night to come up and, you know, open up the shop and give you, you know, cause that may be the only time that you have, to be able to come down or, you know, if you can only fish in the middle of the night and that's the time that you can, we're going to do our best to make sure you need everything or you got everything that you need to to fish or get get it when you can. And do you have a website or primarily Facebook? Uh, We are working on a website. Um, I don't know exactly. Um, If you guys uh, look up on our social media, we will expose it on there. Um, Brittany does a lot of that stuff. So I don't know exactly uh, the website she's working on. So um, that she'll be working on. But on Facebook, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us just looking up um, hooked up bait company. Right. Um, and you can find everything through there.
0: Yeah, the phone numbers and the email, it's all in there. Yep. You know, so people yep. and people like I said, that that's huge Facebook on the island. More and more I do on Instagram, but Facebook's huge.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. It's pretty easy. Hooked up bait company at gmail dot com. So I mean, yep. everybody'll find you. Is there anything that we didn't ask you about that you might want to mention?
2: Oh, I mean, I, I don't think so. I just, I mean, I think the important thing is, is that we just need everybody to know that, you know, we're there because uh, we can really use uh, the business, even though, you know, uh, a lot of people know that we're there. It seems like the the traffic with the season right now, we're just hanging on by a thread. Uh, We've invested a lot into the shop and we need the community we were hoping the community would really back us up. We see other bait shops around us that are, you know, been in business for a while and they're doing, you know, they're doing well. Oh. Um, and because we're new, we're kind of hanging on by a thread waiting for the season to come. We have a lot of people that are saying, you know, that they can't wait to get home and, and see the shop, but they're not here yet.
0: Yeah. So, well, they're coming back though. We've yep. heard from, uh, some of our neighbors, they're on their way. So it's a good news. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I'm sorry that we upset.
2: <laughs> yeah. She's uh, She's she's ready to to get in the car and yeah. uh, have some AC and roll. Yeah, Kelly's <laughs> getting warm. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Great.
0: Well, appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. Thank, thank you. We appreciate you guys having us, and uh, we're uh, we're honored.
0: Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Brittany.
2: We hope you enjoyed our Pine Island Experience
1: podcast. If you have any ideas for us, people to interview, or any comments, please feel free to email them to us at Pine island experience at gmail.com that's pineislandexperience all one word at gmail.com don't forget to like us and you may subscribe to this podcast using all the major catchers like apple itunes google Podcasts, and spotify thanks again for listening and remember island life is a constant vacation we'll see you on the next podcast